Hi everyone, it's Mac. Um, so I just wanted to hop on here first, say we are back. Sorry for the long hiatus. I had so many technical issues with my laptop. Um, so this episode we did record before I was having technical issues. So it is from a few weeks ago, um, but then our next episode is current. And then from there, they will be weekly again, now that I am back in business. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to Lesbians. It's Mac. And Armani. No, but how, like I told you, like I went to the movies last night and I saw Pearl. If you guys have not seen Pearl yet, go see it. It's I love an A24 movie. Yes, I love A24 so much in general. And, you know, they did it again. So it's just... <gasps> Wait, have you seen the movie Moonlight by A24? I've seen like part, I saw like part of it like a really long time ago, but I have not watched that since. You will literally want to hang yourself by the end of the movie. I have never been in so much emotional pain in my, like I was like sobbing at three different stages. This is why I stick to their like horror movies because like their film is already so beautiful if i watch something sad yeah no it's it's over yeah because it's about a um a black gay man i'm Mm. sold i'm sold yep i already know i'm gonna be sobbing through the whole fucking movie and yeah, yeah it was really it didn't have a bad ending but it was just like there were so many points where i'm just like i need to take this baby it's still a character yeah, definitely. It is so hard but. for me to watch, like, really sad things. Like, I only watch horror movies or comedy. Like, one spectrum or the other. Like, comedy and then reality TV or horror. Period. I would say I can't watch horror. Like, I feel like I'm very susceptible to, like, if I see, like, a scary face, it'll, like, I have really bad anxiety about horror movies, so, but, wait, are you seeing, two things, um, are you seeing Don't Worry Darling? I do want to see on seeing it, it? Yeah, well, I'm seeing Don't Worry Darling tomorrow night, so the next episode we record, I'll be able to tell everybody what I think, but I'm sure a lot of people have seen it, um, yes. already, and two, are you watching the Dahmer document, or the Dahmer show? I watched it the day it came out. Like, I. The whole thing? The whole thing. Well, because I turned it on. Like, I start work at 8 a.m. and I had saw it, like, came out. So I turned it on, like, as I was, like, you know, getting ready, getting my coffee, starting work and everything. And it was easy to watch through it. And it kind of helped, too, because I missed a lot. I was, you know, kind of just paying attention to work while it was being, like, super gory and everything, which gore doesn't yeah. bother me. It's just, like, it makes me really sad because these people were dying. Like these were men that like bothered, yeah. and I was like, I knew, I knew. Like once they started a new story with one of his victims, I was like, oh, like I want this one to get away, and I know they don't. Right. I felt really bad, <clears throat> which I looked this up because I forgot about this. Because of course I've heard like I've heard the story pl- plenty of times, like the Jeffrey Dahmer story, yeah. but. um so the kid that was in like episode two, I think the one where he was like, Oh, you abuse my brother or whatever mm-hmm. that the one that was, um, the police did come out and then yes. Jeffrey Dahmer was like, Oh, there's like gay stuff in there. 
Maybe you guys weren't homophobic. Somebody wouldn't have fucking died. Right. And, well, the reason, I mean, Dahmer even says it. He says, like, the reason he did it is, like, I mean, one, he's obviously a sociopath. He has no remorse. He doesn't have emotions, things like that. Because he's obvious. He can't feel what he's doing. He understands what it is. So. I don't think he's a sociopath. I think he's a psychopath. I don't. I don't think he's a sociopath because it's not like he's never shown. What are the differences emotion. again? Sociopaths don't have any empathy, but they just like try to mimic it. It didn't sound like from his childhood and stuff like that that he was a sociopath. But yeah, and then what is a psych? And then what's and a he does he did like drug them so they wouldn't feel pain. So like in a way, you know, he he like has. Some feeling, but he I don't said, think he did say like the reason he did it, it was like I just kept getting away with it. Like the reason he it happened, like in the reason it's so like prolific and horrific and famous is because he just kept getting away with it because the cops let him get away with it. Like they had the opportunity to catch him with that one boy, that one Asian boy. I think the, he was Laozhen. Mm-hmm. Um, but because Dahmer is a white man, you know, and even in court, the judge, he was like, you know, you got a, your whole future ahead of you. Like, fuck. I hate him so much. He could have gone to actual jail, prison. and Also, shout out, shout out to the man that killed him. I saw Honestly, shout out to him. Someone looked up how I, I was gonna look, <laughs> trying to send him money. Yeah, try to send him money to his commissary. I'm gonna do that. Throw him throw him a band. Yeah. Well, uh the thing I was gonna say is I don't necessarily think that he was drugging them so that they didn't feel pain. I think he just didn't want them to do with the last guy who got free did. Like, you know how he could fight back? He was, like, banging on the walls and stuff like that. Like, when they're awake, it's a lot harder to subdue them than if they're just drugged. Then, like, they're literally not moving. So, I don't yeah. think he did that I think because... He, I think he but, tried to drug that guy. Because he got the... No, he did. Yeah. Because yeah, he got the drugs from when he was in the army. Or Marines or whatever the fuck he was. Yeah. And another thing is he kept saying, like, he didn't want people to leave him. So that's why I don't think he's a sociopath. So I don't think a sociopath would care. But I think psychopaths can still feel empathy. Yeah, so I'm it's a sure. necrophilic psychopath. Yeah. Did he was he actually never mind. Let's let's start let's not scar the viewers if they don't want to hear this. Sorry, everyone. Um but yeah, if you guys are into shit like that, um watch the Dahmer documentary. It has Evan Peters in it. But if I see one more fan cam absolutely of evan peters playing jeffrey dahmer i am blocking you yeah i have mixed <laughs> I emotions you. about you know just documentaries and shows about them in general just you know in the sense of the family but i still like it for like an educational purpose and it's fascinating to me because i have a fucked up brain but I hate the people that make fan cams because these are not people to idolize whatsoever. 
Yeah, I mean, they're obviously idolizing Evan Peters, not Jeffrey Dahmer. I've never seen a fan cam of Jeffrey Dahmer, not in the same way that people, like, yeah. well, back then they couldn't make fan cams. But you know when, like, Ted Bundy had all of those, like, supporters, mm-hmm. like, women that were in love with him? So, which I don't, but I don't think Jeffrey Dahmer had any. Not attractive. Yeah, I don't know. I think he was. Somebody said that he was attractive in the context of the era that they were in, but not now. Okay. Yeah, I was just thinking that that may be true. Yeah, but um, yeah, I've never seen anybody like say that they maybe because Jeffrey Dahmer went too far for them. They were like, I mean, Ted Bundy obviously he murdered women and stuff. But he didn't, like, try to eat them. So I think maybe that just goes. Well, Jeffrey did have that one person, one girl, right to him. I think he would have had more fans had he not died in prison. I don't know. I feel like him trying to make them into zombies. I was like, bro, what is happening, babe? You need to get help. You need to go to therapy. And you know what? People can sit up here and say, oh, well, it's because his mom left and his parents divorced when Uh -uh. he was 17. I'm like, okay, even if your mom was, people have literally more horrible lives than Jeffrey Dahmer did and don't turn into him. So it's very interesting to like sit down and figure out why, like what caused him to, because not just anyone is going to obviously participate in necrophilia. That's the weird thing. Like, yeah, wh- what makes a person say, oh, this is attractive? Yeah, like, I mean, is- he already exhibited, like, he already has, like, the trifecta of childhood things to become a serial killer. You know, bad relationship with your mom, uh, destruct, like, killing and dismembering of animals. I don't know about the bedwetting for sure, but oh yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't know about that. But yeah, but still, I do feel is just like so specific. It has to be some kind of that's like almost like brain. a foot. Yeah, it has to be something in your brain. Um, and I want to say, I could not imagine being his dad when they brought him into that interrogation room and said, "Like this is what we found." To be a fly on the wall. Like, because there has to be some kind of disassociation that has to happen. Oh, he definitely had an out-of-body experience. (laughs) Like, I just, it's insane to me that, like, people had no inkling that this, like, like, you know what I mean? You have, like, the Golden State Killer had kids that probably, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird because it's, like, people know them that in their normal lives. It's because these were all white men that were able to pass simply because they were white. What do you mean? Like the cops like didn't suspect them or oh yeah. Them go. Well, I don't. I don't think was a Golden State Killer ever in jail. I don't know they... that much about that case. Um, I haven't like done a ton of research into that. Maybe it'll all be my mm-hmm. next one. But I mean, for Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, he got let go multiple times or lesser sentencing because. Obviously, he's a white man, and his victims were people of color. Yeah. Well, you know what? And me and my sister were talking about how he most likely attacked people of color because there's one thing the cops did not care about back back then was Mm -hmm. black people, and then add on top of that gay black people? No, they don't care about you. And then he was also living in, like, not the projects, but, like, a low-income black community where he knows mm-hmm. that the cops would not come out if somebody called the police. Yep. So I feel like this was all set up. 
because his neighbor called them multiple times. Yeah. If they had done a check and actually gone inside. Like, oh my God, no, but my jaw was on the floor when they showed the cop who found the Polaroids. I was like, I don't even know what like goes through your fucking head when you see that. Like, because we see it on TV and it's like, okay, I can. Right. Still shocking, but real life. Like putting real the pieces life. together of what it is and that <laughs> it is a real body. Because it's not like today where, you know, you can have like a virtual image on your phone. Like anything can be edited, anything can be, can be created to make it real as possible. Polaroids? That is a live picture. I feel like that cop had to go to, I mean, like, I would need, like, severe therapy. Like, I don't even know. Every form of therapy. Poor guy. That's okay, insane. let's go on to the topic of the day, <laughs> which is also <laughs> traumatic. I really had to rack my brain to try to remember these, or the two that I could remember, because we're only going to talk about two today. But we are going to tell you guys about some of our, like, worst, hor- like, date stories yeah because we think it'll be very entertaining and it's spooky season <laughs> so it's perfect to describe the horrors and trials and tribulations that we've been put through um yes. uh do you want to tell one first and then i can tell one do you want to how do you want to structure yes. it okay so i have titles for my two stories so based on the titles you tell me what you want to hear first okay so one is if dates were color-coded this one would be gray Mm -hmm. and then the other one is heels cut up and tree down i would love to select heels cut up and tree down okay so this one was actually when i was still in college it was with a man um it was a very unfortunate time for me actually one of the reasons my heels were cut up was because the shoes that i was wearing were fucking uncomfortable but so i had matched with this guy on a dating app and which one this was hinge okay he had like full body pictures but Mm -hmm. When I saw him in person, I was like, who is that? I was like, that is him, but, like, mm, I was not thrilled whatsoever. Like, the second I saw him, I was like, yeah, (laughs) I want to go home. But I actually don't want to go on the state anymore. Yeah, but this was when I was still a people pleaser, so I didn't have, you know, the emotional capacity to be like, yeah, actually, no, this is not for me, so I'm not going to waste my time, and I'm going to go home and do something that I want to do. What's the best way to, like, get out of a date if you've already shown up, though? Honestly, I don't know. I don't go on that many dates, and the dates that I have gone on, you know, when I feel like I'm healthy enough to be able to say that I haven't been able have have to done that do that so I'm really not sure I f- uh, maybe I feel like with women it's not like I've gone on a date and been like ew she's hideous but when I see her I'm like damn she was hotter she's much hotter like on the app or whatever dating app that we met on 
and then I have to spend the next like hour of the day trying to figure out if I'm attracted to them. That's happened three times that is like blaring in my mind that this has happened where I got to the date and I was like, oh, she's not that hot. I feel like if you have that initial reaction, I do say, like, you know, definitely stay yeah, and feel it's it like, out. What are you supposed to do? Get up the and... The vibe isn't there. And... Yeah, but if the vibe really isn't there, I wouldn't drive. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. See, you know, you can still finish up the date, you know, at a normal pace. Like, you don't have to cut it off or anything. My issue was in this date, you know, when the first part of the date was over, I didn't say, yeah, no, I'm out of here. I continued the date for whatever reason, which led to the unfortunate circumstances afterwards. So, yeah, just initial first look. I was like, mm, no. Was he white? I didn't even, like, no. Oh, okay, continue. He had, um, first of all, he had a Camaro, which I think is, it's probably, it's probably definitely a red flag. Like that should have been. Yeah, that is a huge red flag. And then when he walked out, I'm five, two, we were eye level. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the shoes that he were was wearing were just they were just obnoxious like sneakers like they were like some sneaker head sneakers but like he's the like ugliest a ones. Oh, yes yes that's that's what it was so it was just supposed to be an ice cream date you know I was like I can suck it up right you know I can suck it up have have a little bit of ice cream I got like the kids cup you said yeah so I'm I'm gonna have to cut this short soon yeah like I'm just gonna like slurp it down and then it's like oh I'm done I'm I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave no um for some reason I agreed to go on a walk through like this park in the city um Again, not wearing comfortable shoes. Didn't know I was going to be walking. Like, we have to, I have to have a heads up. Right. You know, of what I'm going to be doing before I commit to a pair of shoes. So, and we walked for a really long time. And I was, at one point, I was like, are we, like, are we going somewhere? And he was like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I was like, do we have a destination? I was like, because, like, my feet hurt, like. I would try to be respectful. And he was like, oh, no, like, I was just walking. Like, I was really enjoying our conversation. Meanwhile, in my head, I was, like, literally, like, counting down until, like. Like, literally, I'd rather (laughs) pierce my clit at home than continue the state. Right. I was figuring out how I could jump into the street. Um, So then I was like, yeah, no, like, I think, like, I need to, like, start heading back. So we like turn around and just walk back. So then finally get back um, to his car because we had like driven from the ice cream place mm-hmm. to whatever park we were at. And sure enough, while we were inside his car trying to get back to my car, there is just like this huge hurricane out of nowhere. It had just been sunny. And then out of nowhere, it was. It, I think this was actually, it was a tornado. So it was like a huge <laughs> thunderstorm with a tornado. Because I remember my roommate was freaking out because she's terrified of tornadoes. And she was like, if you're not home right now, I'm going to lose it. Because she she's like mom energy. She's like, if all mm-hmm. my chickens aren't around, 
like a storm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lose it. Um, and while we're driving, you know, it feels like we are in the eye of a hurricane. I think we were in the eye because the, a tree, like a huge oak tree, like fell in front of us, um, like into mm-hmm. the street. And then we were at a stoplight next to like one of the big Harris Teeters and you just see these lights flicker and then go off kind of like they did on the Titanic. <laughs> and I was like, I was already not in a good space cause I was hating the situation. And then I was getting really anxious because of the storm and I was trapped in a place with someone that I was uncomfortable with. And I was like, I'm going to die. I was like, I need to get to my car right now. Um, and of course, he was like, still trying to make conversation. My guy. And I was my like, guy. no, we can't be talking right now. Silence. So, yeah, but I really, I thought I was going to die at that moment. Tree down, lights flickered, went off, middle of a tornado. I think that was just like an omen. Yeah. Like, I kept getting signs. Yeah, like, that was definitely one. That was definitely one of them. Um, but, you know, finally got home safe, you know, had cuts all up on my oh. heels. But, you know, we survived it. What doesn't kill yeah. you makes you stronger. So Wait, so what did, did he ever text you after? Yes. And he was one of those ones that texted like paragraphs at a time. Oh, Lord. And I just ghosted. Because this was the period where, like, I had zero emotional maturity. I was, like, or or care to even be emotionally mature. So I just ghosted absolutely everyone I talked to that I didn't like, care about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just immediate cutoff. Didn't care. Um, and so I did that. But, you know, I didn't actually block them because I like to just see what they were saying. <laughs> right. Keep God complex. <clears throat> right. Yeah, and he just, like, kept texting me, like, things were normal. He Like, he's having a one-way he, conversation with himself in your messages. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. King behavior. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready for my first story? Yeah, this was probably 2018 when I was in my, like, I was in my hot whore era. Because I had a whore era in high school, and then now I was in my hot or era where I wasn't just like sleeping with any man like the taste that I had in men was still trash but they weren't like gremlins and it was selective for the time for the time being you know I don't cringe you know at you know the people you slept with in the past just think of it like fashion you know still a little bit cringe but it, it was just that decade's trend um and it just gets better you know no you, i mean you figure no. out your style and it, it just gets refined with age no i need um death by need death by guillotine for the men that i slept with like Girl, somebody needed to execute the men me that i slept with the men that i dated can we talk oh yeah <laughs> Yours I was think, bad, but mine, mine was bad, too. We're just both yeah, horrendously bad. you couldn't down. measure the amount of pain I was in and what kind of depressive episode <laughs> I was in based on. <laughs> I was actually, <laughs> I was self-harming, babe. I fucking hated myself. Now I have some self-fucking-respect, but... Okay, so, yeah, this is 20, 2017 or 2018. I know I wasn't... Um, 
I wasn't 21 yet and I didn't have a fake. And I know this because me and Taylor went to um, a club. If you're from Virginia, the 757 area, you'll know Peabody's. Uh, it's where they let 18 plus get in. So we were at Peabody's. I'm pretty sure probably we pre-gamed or went there. And at some point I ended up meeting this guy and his friend was also there. And I think he was around the same age or maybe I was 20 and he was 19. Like, I think he was like a little bit younger than me, but he was in the Marines. And at that time I couldn't get enough of the military men. I can military get. is already a red flag, but Marines is like a double red flag. Yeah, it definitely is. But I was like feeling it. I was definitely 100% in it. And yeah, so we ended up hanging out with them for like the rest of the night. And I'm pretty sure I had to work the next day. And all I can remember from this night, it's because of Snapchat, thank God that we were all on the beach, the four of us. And then Taylor started like fire bending because this lady like had fire out there. And I was like, this drunk bitch is literally like bending fire and she's going to catch on fire. So I'm a pyromaniac. I love playing with fire. I get that. I, yeah. So is she, but I think, um, we just made out that night. Like we didn't go back. Oh, wait, did we spend the night with that? I don't remember. It's all a blur, but anyway, so then we decide me and Taylor because they lived in like Richmond or something or like right outside of Richmond. So that's like for people who don't know, it's like an hour and 30 minutes away from the 757. So me and Taylor were like, okay, let's get a hotel room in Richmond to hang out with these guys because I thought I really liked him too. I was like, no, like we're in love. And um, I don't think he gave me any red flags up until this point. Go ahead. Yeah, if you don't get immediate red flags at that point, you just gaslight yourself and I think you might, you know, they're the one. No, literally. And I was like, I just need a man to love me. So we go up to Richmond. We stayed at a fucking Motel 6. That was ghetto. That was not that was not a cute moment for me or Taylor. But so we're like, okay, we need to find like clubs that'll let 18 plus in in Richmond. Mind you, there was like literally no clubs. But somehow him and his friend had gotten alcohol so we were drinking kind of like throughout the night and then we were like i think we tried to go to like two different clubs but then it just like wasn't ha- you know what i mean it just like wasn't good clubs or whatever it is but progressively he's getting more and more and more drunk throughout this night and i'm like that's okay i mean that's fine but then when we were in the uber or something we were like in a car he kept trying to grab my hand or something and i was like can you like chill out like i was like we're literally in the car together like you're acting like a buffoon so he ends up or maybe he was trying to hold my sorry i should have like got my thoughts straight i think what happened was we were walking down a street and he was trying to hold my hand and men like could do anything to me and i would get the ick so i was like why are you trying to hold my hand and i kept like pulling my hand away from him so then he starts running in the opposite direction like screaming and his friend is like where are you going and he was like i don't want to hang out with you guys anymore like blah 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 he's like belligerent drunk and i'm like he's having a hissy fit yeah and i don't know eventually we must have gotten him back because then we get back to the hotel and he's outside like whining and crying and just like being a drunk fool so i was like i'm going inside and i'm going to sleep like i'm not putting up with this anymore i'm not babysitting you you're a grown man 
So I go into the room and I'm like, okay, time for me to go to sleep. But then he comes into the room. Mind you, me and Taylor are sharing. We're in the same room. We're all four in the same room. I'm pretty sure Taylor was asleep by now. So we get into the bed and then he starts trying to have sex with me. And I was like, oh, like, no, like, you know, I don't want to have sex. Like, I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm not feeling it. I was like, you know, kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, I actually have the ick right now and you touching me is giving me more of the ick. So then he like kind of continues to try, but then I was like, no, I really, I'm being serious. I really don't want to. And then he starts crying and he's like, I guess you don't like me. Like you don't like me. Like, why wouldn't you like, I'm confused because if you liked me, you would let me have sex with you. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but he's like crying. And I'm literally like, what is I would fucking happening? Him. I would be recording him and laughing. I mean, literally, I have never been so scarred in my entire fucking life of a man literally like crying and asking me why I don't want to have sex with him. That is the first time I've ever had anybody like, because of course there's men that try to convince you, but his was like immediate crying. Like, you must not like me because you don't want to have sex with me. No, maybe it's because you acted like a fool earlier and now I have the ick. So then I had to play it cool Based for the on his like actions throughout the night, like running away and says he fit crying. I just know he has deep rooted mommy issues. Oh, 100%. 100%. And he, um, me and Taylor ended up getting out of there in the morning and I had to like kiss him goodbye because I didn't like, you know what I mean? Cause I was like, I don't ever want to see this man again. I don't remember how I ended things, but yeah, that was definitely one of the worst, I guess like you can call that like a d- it wasn't a first date, but I was like, that was traumatizing for me. And, um, yeah, so that was the intro one. The next one that I'll tell after you tell your next one is actually much worse, if you can imagine. Okay. This one isn't even bad. Um, just because I have, one, I have repressed, like, a majority of my interactions with everyone po- pre, like, four years ago, I feel like. Also, my memory is shit. Um, but this is a date that I went on with a girl. And so it, it was like, you know, not that long ago. I think this was last year is when I went on a date with her. Um, but, and no disrespect to her. I'm sure she's, you know, a cool person. And this is about a girl. Someone, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love, okay. <laughs> Worst date ever though and it's I feel like I'm gonna sound like a stuck up bitch but I feel like it's okay for me to have some expectations when it comes to a date I feel like I'm not asking for like that much yeah you know? you're really not so what happened was you know she was really cute on her dating app but like she didn't have any like information so i didn't really know anything about her and she was i think i remember this girl yeah um but and like we didn't like chat much on the dating app it was kind of just like let's go on a date which you know i prefer yeah didn't know it was because she had zero personality but She's, she's like, like actually, oh, yeah. I can't hold a conversation over text. So let me just try it in person. Or Maybe in she'll person, think I'm, I guess. Yeah. So she was like, okay, no, yeah, like, let's go. She, like, invited me out, too, which is also, again, 
I have expectations for, you know, if somebody else takes me out just because of also like the effort that I put into dates if I, you know, ask somebody out, you know? Yeah. I mean, my thing is whoever asks who out, like if I message a girl on a dating app and I'm like, let me take you out, I'm paying for the date. If I think you're hot, I'm paying for the date. Even if you're I not hot, I'll pay for the date. Because it was that awkward and brutal. I was like, I need to get out of here. I'm paying. Let's go. Oh, yeah. I, th- I feel like uh, that's only happened with men. I've never had like a date bad enough with a woman that I was like, because usually I'll say, because I'm usually the one who's asking, like, let's go out mm-hmm. to dinner. But I actually did have a girl ask me if she could take me out to dinner. Please just put a big bleep over this. But was the one who messaged me and said, let me take you out to dinner. Aww. So, but yeah, so if whoever asked, so she asked you to go on the date, right? Like she was like, yeah, she was like, I know this place, you know, that's apparently like really good. We can go there. Okay. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. the name of the restaurant, but we get there and you know, it's like dinery, which no problem. I know like the best, some of the best restaurants and, you know, that have the best food are going to be like the hole in the wall places Mm -hmm. that look terrifying and have like one chair and a kid sitting in it. Like, you know, I was thinking more of the SpongeBob meme when he's like sitting down with a cup of coffee and he's all alone. That's literally (laughs) what I was imagining. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but cause I know there's this place in Hawaii that first of all, if you don't have any business being in Hawaii, just don't be visiting Hawaii. Be respectful to the fucking Hawaiians. Anyway, yeah. um, it, there's a hole in the place, Korean barbecue. And I swear, I think this place, it can't be. It ha- it's probably like 15 by three, like tiny. It has like these little it has one two-seater table mm-hmm. and then the register and then the back is the kitchen. It is n- no one can be in there more than like three at a time. Okay. And everything there is served on like paper plates and it, they ha- it's the best Korean barbecue I've ever had in my life. So I have nothing against that. I'm not snobby in that way. Mm-hmm. But we get there and you know it's dinery and we sit down and the menus are like greasy, which I just I hate that because I don't know. I I've, I was a server, so like yeah, I so never you know when a menu's greasy, yeah, it, yeah. Um, and they really didn't have any options. I think I got a BLT, and oh, I'm a slut for a BLT, you know. And mm-hmm. you can't fuck up a BLT. Let me know why they gave me a BLT on, like, the soggiest, saddest white bread. And then also on a paper plate, but not even, like, a nice paper plate. Like, the ones that you use, like, in preschool for arts and crafts. Oh. Oh, I'm thinking, like, the ghetto, like, great value paper plates. Like, it's not, like, the hefty or, like, the glade paper plates. Like, Mm -hmm. they gave you the Mm -hmm. cheap shit. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a literal Mm -hmm. piece of paper. Yeah, um, and so my BLT was disappointing um, and dry, just like the conversation, unfortunately. Because I can talk to a wall. You know, I did recruitment. When I was recruiting, I oftentimes talked to people that no one else wanted to talk to just because, you know, you have to talk to everyone. Um, 
and I'm nice to everyone because I'm not a fucking cunt in that way. Yeah. So I can talk to a wall and I was talking to a wall because I swear to God, I would ask her an open ended question and she would still figure out a way to answer it in one word it's like why are you even on this and then not say anything why did you even come on this date like like, boring fucking bitch right and it's it was like so many of those awkward moments where you just like have to like nod and then you like take a bite of your food and like chew slow yeah because you're like i don't you know i don't want (laughs) to and i would be like waiting for her to say something while i was doing that nothing crickets um so i was like okay it was such a quick date because i was like for like one i didn't really eat anything um and i just paid i was like i gotta go you know i can't remember if i made up an excuse to get out of there or not but i know i left quick and i was like i can't do this anymore um I think I did text her afterwards and I was like, hey, like, you know, no, she texted. I I think she texted you and she would she asked, at least from what I remember, that she asked to see you again. (gasps) Oh, yeah, she did. She was like, I had so much fun. (laughs) Like, girl, how did you have so I don't understand that. Like, how do people not understand the message? Because I think we had each other's number. Yes. Or Instagram. No. I don't remember either. I have like a vague memory of this, but I feel like there's been dates where I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not sure if they were that into me, but not in that aspect where they weren't. Like we did definitely have a flowing conversation, but it's like, do they see me more as a friend or do they, you know what I mean? One of those, but I've never like, I don't understand why you thought that you had a good date. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe it was because I was talking a lot, but one, I already talked so much. What the fuck do you think I have a podcast? (laughs) Two, I talk more when I'm nervous. So it just like inflates on each other. Um, So, I mean, I'm sure maybe she just thought because like I was talking and I'm really nice, you know, she might have thought she was contributing well based on her own personality and perception, you know, (laughs) but I, I don't know what I said, but I was like, yeah, no, I was saying it. I, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was nice. like, you know, she was nice. Just literally, you know what I felt like? Hmm. You Have you watched American Horror Story Murder House? Yeah. The scene where he's doing therapy with that really boring lady. And she's like, yeah, like, I don't know why my or well, I mean, that's not how she talks. But the premise is like her husband doesn't like her. And she's like, yeah, I watch his nfl football games with him and i even memorized all the names of the teams and she's just super monotone and super boring and then he kills her because she's so boring but i mean not in that aspect but in just like the so boring sitting there talking to her yeah i felt like i was pulling teeth like in the questions i was asking and then i just felt bored i which is my i I have a very like open energetic personality so i just need people to match my energy and if yeah. you don't and i'm serious if you're not giving it i'm gonna get so bored so fast yeah i have been on a date like not with a girl but with a guy where i was literally like uh, carrying the conversation on my back like no other like he never turned a question mm-hmm. around on me it was just like me pulling teeth and then he also said i had such a good time why do you think that you had a good time 
Like, did you actually have a good time? Or are you bullshitting me right now? Because you don't have to protect my feelings, I promise. Right. Like, you're just, or you're just a boring person. I don't know. But, um, okay. So, another good story that I have. And I know what everyone's going to think. Armani, why would you ever go on a date with a bartender? Listen. He caught me when I was down bad. This was also during probably, um, no. Oh, no, I was not 21 yet. Sorry, go ahead. I feel attacked considering I have a weekend date with a bartender. Oh, I forgot about that. But maybe they meant male bartenders. I think that's what they meant. It's like this sleazy-ass bar called Sandbar in Virginia Beach. Um, Uh, Well, I mean, Virginia Beach is just to begin with. Yeah. Well, this bar lets underage people go in there, and they literally don't care. Like, this bar definitely knew that I was not 21 when I was going in there, because I did have a fake ID at that point. But... Anyway, so me and my friend Kelsey were, we went to the bar and we always started off there and then went over to Lunacy. And for some reason, we ended back up in Sandbar. I think because Lunacy would close and Sandbar would stay open sometimes a little bit later. And she knew all the bartenders so she could stay in there later than like, than like when they would kick everybody else out. So we were sitting in there and... I started talking to this bartender that I think what happened was he had gotten off a shift, but he stayed at work. That should have been a red flag because, babe, why are you still at work? I hate my I, well, I don't hate my job, but I'm not staying. I'm not staying for any longer than I have to, especially when you're like not making money. You're just like hanging out. So, well, I mean, a lot of people do like hang out at like and just like stay and drink and talk to like their coworkers. I guess if they get off before their coworkers, you know, but like, you know, but so yeah, I start talking. I, I start talking to him. He like comes up to me and says something. We're hitting it off. Everything like that. We end up talking more. He ends up walking us to her car. Long story short, but her car ended up getting towed that night, but that was, that's a whole different story for a whole different day. But yeah, so he, um, you know, walked us over to the car and I think she knew him vaguely. Like she didn't know him super well, but she knew of him. And I was like, okay, cool. So we set up a date for like a Wednesday night, me and him. And he's like, yeah, you can come out to like where I live at. I think he lived in Greenbrier or like somewhere really far in Chesapeake that was like really far from where I was living at in Smithfield. But I was like, okay, it's fine. Like, you know, he was like, oh, let's go to this pizza place. I was like, okay, cool. So I drive all the way out there. And this pizza place is like a hole in the wall pizza place and there's like nobody in there and I was like oh but you know that's fine or whatever we end up getting our food and he keeps asking me if I want a drink and I'm like no I'm okay like I'm driving I'm responsible and I'm not even 21 you know what I mean so it's like no I I don't just casually drink and at that point I wasn't casually drinking at all like you know what I mean even now I'm if I have to drive, the likelihood of me getting a drink is very low. Like, even just one drink. Because it's just, like, I just don't it want It really to... depends on what you're doing. Yeah, and it's, like... I just don't, like, to have to worry months. about a DUI or something. So I would just prefer not to drink if I have to drive. And plus, I was, like, I don't... It's just weird to, like, ask someone if they're going to drink multiple times. Especially on, like, a first date. Because, like, what if that person's sober? You don't know, like, No, I mean, what... he met me in the bar. Like, I was drunk the first time that we met, pretty much. So we knew I did drink, drunk. but I was like, oh, also this man was like 27, by the way. And I'm 20. Um, oh. Forgot about that. So, yeah. So, he keeps asking me, keeps asking me, keeps asking me if I want to drink. I'm like, no, I'm okay. I don't want to drink. 
no, I'm okay. I don't want to drink. I think eventually he bullied me into getting a beer or something. And then he's like, okay, yeah, so we're going to go out to Sandbar, his job, on a Wednesday night. I was like, okay. So we catch an Uber. It's like a 20-minute drive out there. And I'm like, okay, it's already like... 9 30 and i have class the next morning at 11 so i was like i'm not staying you know what i mean i'm not getting fucked up tonight i have class in the morning so we get out to sandbar and of course there's literally nobody in the fucking bar it's a wednesday night people have lives why are we at your job so we get down we sit and he's like oh do you want to drink no i'm okay i don't want to drink he's like i was like i have to drive almost an hour home once we you know get an uber back yeah but he just keeps asking me if i want a drink and he continues to drink as he's asking me and i'm like no i don't want to drink no i don't want to drink and um while we were sitting in sandbar he was like oh let's go next door to i think it was the edge that's next door or something like that we go over there for probably like 10 minutes where he forces me to take a shot of alcohol and i was like i want to die so at this point i'm like fed the fuck up so then we go back over to sandbar and he's still pressuring me to drink and stuff like that there was I hate this guy so much. Yeah, we we hate him. So a guy walks in to the bar and he does not say a word to me. He just gets up and follows the guy as the guy is walking back to the bathroom. And I was like, where the fuck did he just go? I was like, did he? Well, I was like, maybe he just went to the bathroom. Makana, he is gone for at least 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes. I was like, what the actual fuck is happening? So Why then, did you not leave? Oh, wait, because you guys Ubered there. We Ubered there, but uh, so I'll explain. That's like another point a little bit later on. So he comes back and he was just acting psycho. He like tried to choke me when we were sitting at the bar. Like he was trying to make out with me, but like in a sexual way. Mind you, there's literally nobody in this bar except for the bartenders. And I was like, what is happening? Leave me alone. I was like, okay, we have to like go soon because by now it's like probably 11 o'clock. And I was like, I need, I have class tomorrow. Like I have to go. Like, can you call the Uber? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to call the Uber. I'm going to call the Uber. Then he goes back into the bathroom with the same guy. And then I realized, because I'm pretty sure it was another bartender who told me, he said he's doing coke in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So he's drunk and high on coke. That's amazing. I love this for me. So and he's another- leaving you at the bar for a long time to do coke in the bathroom. Right. So okay. I'm like, great, oh, great this first is- impression, dude. You're really yeah. hitting all the marks. Literally. I was like, I am miserable and I'm ready to go home. So, but... I was texting him. I was like, where are you? Hurry the fuck up. Like, I need to go home. I need you to call the Uber. So um, I'm pretty sure I had, I'm not even kidding, like $20 left in my bank account. Because at this point, like I was a broke college student. And I also didn't have a credit card. When I tell you, I spent my last $21 on an Uber for us because he was so fucked up that he could not call this Uber or his like phone died. I can't exactly remember what it was, but I ended up spending my last $25 on this Uber. Uber No, like literally. So then, uh, so it was actually a lift. So the lift comes and picks us up. This was the lift ride from hell on earth. And I wish I like would have talked to the lift driver afterwards and been like, I am sorry that you had to hear that because the entire 20 minute ride, 
he keeps asking me what he did wrong because he can tell I'm pissed. He's like, can you just tell me like what I did wrong? I was like, it's okay. Uh, so the first couple of times he asked me, I was like, we can talk about it tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, we'll just talk about it tomorrow. Like I wasn't being rude about it. I was just like, we can talk about it tomorrow. Like when you're sober and blah, blah, blah. And you're in a, not in a lift. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're in a lift leave me alone but i don't know if it was the coke or the alcohol that was making or a combination of the both that was making him forget that he asked me what was wrong so he probably asked me what was wrong every five fucking seconds he was like what's wrong like i don't understand what i did like i don't understand what i did and i was like maybe finally i just like snapped and i was like you are doing coke in the bathroom and you're drunk and he was like oh okay but then yeah. asked me again probably 10 seconds later i was like i literally wanted to cry because i was so frustrated i was like get me out of this lift and then we randomly, him 10 seconds tom randomly in the middle of this conversation he says let's do the wave grabs my hand and starts doing the wave in the back of this lift i'm lying i'm not lying no because i'm not lying because Elena will know exactly what I'm talking about because we still joke about the fact that this man did the wave in the middle of this argument that we were having. So yeah, that happens. As soon, I'm not even kidding. I don't give a fuck how he got. His thought process was just, oh, oh no, I'm sinking, I'm sinking. What can I do? Let's everyone loves the wave. Let's do the wave. That's a, that's a way to diffuse the situation. So, like I said, we had we were parked at the pizza place. If I was a good person, I would have taken him home because he's drunk and high on cocaine. Makana, the second that Lyft driver parked the car, I mean, my foot was out that door and I ran to my car. I don't give a fuck how you get home. I would have too. Yep. You don't owe him shit. I do not care. How, I don't care if you walk. I don't care if you catch another Uber to take you home. I, I actually think he drove home, but I don't know. But anyways, oh, I didn't give a fuck. I said, uh, "I'm I'm leaving." And then, the, the, like, imagine if imagine if I would have if he would have been in my car and I took him home, mm-hmm. he would have never left my car. I would have had to call the police to remove him. So I'm yeah, driving. It's definitely a good idea that you just left. Yeah. So I'm driving home and I'm driving through. Um, what's that really rural place? Uh, Windsor. I'm like driving in the back roads oh. of Windsor where there's like no street lights it's like 2 a.m and he keeps calling my phone he has called my phone at least 10 times since i left i was like what the actual fuck is wrong with this man he's leaving me voicemail after voicemail like i don't understand what i did like i just want you to talk to me and um yeah long story short i think he texted me a couple days later and was like sorry i have like a drug problem but like i'm gonna get better for you yeah no shit shut the fuck up yeah i was like dude what so yeah that was that was like an actual date from hell like that i don't think i went on a date for months after that because i was like so scarred and i'm pretty sure i never would not have been able to yeah and i didn't go to to sandbar for a very long time after that because that was bad um yeah there can i tell i had a really dark thought what I was just, I was, like, thinking, I was, like, damn, I really haven't had, like, an, an actual date from hell, but, like, I had a date that I... Oops. Oh. 
It's all right. Um, yeah, other than that, my, all my dates have been bad. But seriously, I think that the universe directs us on like who we should be with based on how atrocious a date is. Because yeah. with our second date, like our first date, you know, was like a good normal first date, right? Mm-hmm. Second date, horrible vibes. I, which I blamed it on like being on my period and just like P- PS, what? PMS. PMS thing? Jesus Christ. Um, I blamed it on that. But like looking back, I should have taken that as a sign. Like I should have just cut it off then because that would have saved me so many conversations in therapy. Um, yeah, it was just like no conversation. And I don't know if you feel this like with anxiety, like when I get really anxious too. I just like can't talk. It's like yeah, it's just so much to talk. So I felt like that, and I even remember like we were at like we were getting pho, and I fucking love pho, and I mm. usually slurp that shit down. Didn't mm. help it. I was like, mm, no, like my body was telling yeah, me get out of there, atrocious. get out. But then I convinced myself. I was like, let's give it one more shot, you know. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have done that. Um, I do have a quick girl one. Um, I don't know if you remember her. Her name is... Let's hear it. She was like the... So I had met this girl when I was living in Athens on Tinder. No, Bumble. It was Bumble that I met her. And I don't remember the... I feel like I remember. Oh, you're going to remember... Um, so I end up going on like two dates with her, totally fine, everything's good. Uh, I think like one was Ben and Jerry's, the other one we just like sat in the park and talked for a couple hours. So everything was good. She was a Sag, love Sages. So then comes time yeah. for our third date, and my friend um, was having a kickback at her apartment. To which I lived in the same apartment complex. So I was like, hey, if you want to come and then you can just like spend the night at my house. Um, I mean, at my apartment afterwards. She's like, yeah, cool. Can't wait. Cool. So I'm there. I'm drinking. And she's like, hey, I'm here. Cool. So I go out to get her. And she is wearing a purple sweater, dark blue jeans, Nike black socks pulled up as far as they go. Oh my god! And those, no, like, I remember that. What are the actual no. shoe called? It's like a, it's like a. I call them duck shoes, but they're like Sperry. Like not the boat shoes, but they're like. Literally, McConnell will have to post it. The top siders. Yeah, is that like the half boot? It's like a boot. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we'll have to look for it. But literally, I was at a loss for words. I said, there's no fucking way she's actually wearing this this outfit. This was horrible. And all of my friends are people of color. And I'm bringing this white girl. Like, you're going to embarrass me in front of my, my friends of color? Really? This is who you're gonna embarrass you're gonna me. You're gonna come at a hate crime right now. <laughs> I couldn't wait for her to take those fucking shoes off as soon as she stepped in there. So then, yeah, I mean, everything was fine. We literally didn't even kiss. But later on, she told me that Converse were out of style. Babe, I don't think we can talk about style. I genuinely do not think that me and you can talk about style because when have those shoes ever been in style? The shoes that you are wearing, when have they ever been in style? So, yeah, that was, um, I ghosted her after that. 
and I met my as you should. And then I met my ex girlfriend. <laughs> Literally the day that she, the day that she left my apartment, like that morning, I went on a date, the first date with my ex girlfriend. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe I should have just. Well, I don't know. Because she's like dating a man now. The girl. I like saw them on my for you page, and I was like, "That's your man." Well, I mean, look at the shoes. I do feel yeah. like you always have like a really bad date or a bad experience right before you date someone that like you end up being with for a while. So, do you think is the was a precursor to? <laughs> yes, I think so. I will say. I'm not sure how McConnell is about this, but I don't like to tell people that I'm dating that I have a podcast because, like, what if I eventually, what if I eventually like need to talk shit? And then I also don't want them to know all my personal business. Like, I really just put all my personal business on this podcast, so I don't want them to know my whole life story. See, my dating theology is that the right word? Mm-hmm. No, philosophy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My dating philosophy for a long time has been just to put literally everything on the table, be as weird as possible, and just see if you can make it, you know? Because otherwise, it's just exhausting. Which I did... I mean, if someone asks what it is, I'll tell them, but I'm not, like, over here being, like, like promoting it, you know, to people I'm dating. Right. Well, everyone needs to wish... Makana luck. She's pulling a she's pulling the lesbian card and spending three days with somebody. <laughs> she's being your typical lesbian. All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming for our horror stories, um, our dating horror stories. We would love to hear yours, so please DM us on Instagram at Lesbians Podcast. Yes. Um, and then give the shameless promo for the Patreon. The Scott Peterson episode is coming soon. I just- <laughs> Um, also look out on our Patreon because along with like worst date stories, we also wanted to talk about like our worst hookup stories, just like specifically hookups. Um, but that's going to be an episode for the Patreon. So if you'd like to hear that behind a paywall, (laughs) I don't want yeah so um i think that'll deter most people if you're not already a patron and are interested in hearing that one when it's up go to patreon.com slash lesbians pod um but yeah thank you guys for listening in um hope you guys have a great rest of your week bye have a good rest of your week bye